standing to your feet. Put your hands together and welcome Bishop Jake Godwill. Put your hands together. Keep clapping for him. Ah. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. What a preaching we've had today. I didn't know that Bishop Patrick doesn't like me. What do you mean to say Bishop Patrick on Penasel? To put me after such a preaching. When we should be closing and going home. Give the Lord a shout of praise. But I think I've heard one of the most powerful encouraging sermons. That Reverend Ransford just preached. I mean, if you're a pastor, you must be you must be excited. Put your hands better for the Lord for such a great, 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 great word. Wow. Say process. I didn't hear you say process. Process. Plus consistency. Plus consistency. Is equal to is equal to breakthrough. Breakthrough. Those of you who run away from mathematics. At least this mathematical <laughs> equation, dear. You will get hundred percent. Clap for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank God for this honorable, wonderful invitation. To be here at this leaders and loyalty conference. The first of its kind in Kumasi. The first of its kind in Ashanti region. The first of its kind in the whole world. There has never been leaders and loyalty conference. It's happening only here. Give the Lord a proper mighty shout of praise. Amen. I want to thank God for Bishop Hyde, Bishop Charles, and Bishop Patrick for putting this conference together. And um, such an honor to be here. Saluting Best Lady of the House, Lady no. Reverend Joyce. Well. Amen. And all my fellow bishops and pastors and apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers and men of God and women of God. That's right. In the house. I salute you all. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We ask that you continue with us in the power of your presence. Thank you for all the teachings and the encouraging words that have come. Thank you, Lord, that surely you are with your children. Yes, Lord. And surely 
we shall be successful. None that has taken time to be here will ever fail in ministry. Amen. We give you praise for the power of the gospel that makes us successful. We thank you. Dear Holy Spirit, minister to us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Charles, you hijacked my thoughts. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Well, this evening for just a few minutes, I believe that God will, by His Spirit, add something to what has gone on so far. And more appreciative to God for the life of our father, Bishop Dagi Wadleo. For bringing us up, teaching us how to do ministry, encouraging us, and pushing us into ministry. And being there for us to bring us up. And still working on us. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's appreciate God once again for his life. Amen. Amen. Now, this evening, uh, I would like us to take probably one main scripture we'll be walking around with. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. How many here are pastors? You are. I mean, practically now, you are a pastor. Good. How many are assistants or church, let's say, church worker, shepherd, church worker? Thank you very much. How many? are neither of the two. Okay, there's one hand. Beautiful. Now, in this scripture, the Bible says, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. What a powerful revival Jesus must have had. Go back 35. Every, say with me, all the cities. All the cities. All the villages. All the villages. Teaching in their synagogues. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Healing everything. Every sickness and every disease among the people. Can you get it better than this? But now look at the next verse. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Amen. Amen. For them, because they were weary and scattered 
like sheep having no shepherd. Then the next verse. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Now, just hold on right here. I thought Jesus had traveled everywhere. Did we not read that he went to every town? Did we not read that he went to every village? Did we not read that he was in all the synagogues? Preaching, healing every sickness, every disease. So what was left to do again? What was left to do again? And yet, the Bible says that when he saw the multitudes, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. And then he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, say with me, the laborers, your liberalism must go with your uh, your what? Sweating. No. Your tewing of your Yes. So say laborers. See the laborers are few. Wow. Wow. And he didn't stop there. Now Then he went to the next verse. And what was the next verse? Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Amen. So here was Jesus who had the Holy Spirit without measure, the Bible says. He had the anointing without measure. You, you, you and me, we have it in measures. But as for Jesus, without measure. Say without measure. Without measure. May your measure increase. Amen. And he had traveled everywhere. Great revival had occurred. And yet, when he saw the multitudes, he was still moved. And virtually campaigning for more laborers for the harvest. Wow. Wow. The title of my message is Can't You Do Just a Little Bit More? Hallelujah. Amen. This is a prophecy given by Bishop Dagwood Mills recently. When I say prophecy, you see the word of God is a prophecy. Amen. And when he stirs certain words in the hearts of his prophets and they speak them out, it becomes a sure word of prophecy. And this is a sure word of prophecy for the church. 
for us to embrace, for us to understand, for us to receive, for us to walk in. Hallelujah. Amen. In this book, this beautiful book he wrote, tell them, tell them, 120 reasons why we must, you must be a soul winner. This is a very powerful book for ministers, not just for members. For us, the pastors, the leaders, amen. Amen. It's about soul winning. Rejoiner, a prophet of God. He had a vision and he, he was in heaven. And he, he met a number of pastors. And one of the people Regina met was Apostle Paul. How many would like to have a vision and interaction with Apostle Paul? And um, he asked Apostle Paul, or Apostle Paul told him that. It's like, what, what can you say about the church, the present day church? What, can you, what do you see as an apostle from heaven? What do you see? What are we doing here? Are we okay? What are we doing as ministers, Apostle Paul? Apostle Paul said that they cannot, from heaven, they cannot recognize the ministry and the message of the church. In a large portion, a large portion of the church, they cannot recognize the ministry, the way what, what we are doing as ministry, it cannot be recognized in heaven. It's like heaven is... Every language... You can just say one or two before you realize that door has opened. Amen. After you enter the door, they ask you the next question. I'm coming very soon. <laughs> Then he said, we cannot, number two, we cannot recognize the message of the church, what they are preaching. We can't recognize it. It's like, it's very different from what we were preaching. And what they are doing, what we are doing, is very different from what they were doing. It's like the purpose, the vision of the church has changed in many places. The emphasis of the church and of many sermons have shifted slightly. One day I was at the pastor's conference. No, it was a seminar, conference, seminar, training seminar. And um, the, the conference speaker encouraged everybody to write um, the mission statement of your church, the vision statement, the mission statement, and, you know, it was not a large crowd like this. It was a very large crowd. This was a smaller uh, group. And then everybody should share what they have. The mission statement of your church. 
and all that. I was amazed at the fantastic mission statements that were coming out. And I started becoming embarrassed by what I had written. Because I was asking, what, what would we call a mission statement or whatever? And I said, raising missionaries and preaching the gospel to the nations. That, that's what I wrote down. No, no, they are trying to say, say, yet it's in the Paduma Pamama Sopoya Mijumano, near Chia Kremer Radi, and no, no, or Troy. But fantastic pastors wrote fantastic things. If you are so for no beach, watch for Numa B and Nettis and Nusia Sronko. I remember one particular one because I kept thinking about it. What, what does it mean? Or Kaiba, Bakudi, or Kaipa, and no, you know, in the way they are saying anything. He said, raising geniuses. Was he here, raising geniuses? Nipa, woman says, so that's the Bimada. I think somebody should check, but I've never bothered. Let, let's find out what is the meaning of a genius. Genius, genius, genius. For him, what is the meaning of genius? Raising geniuses. Who has found it? Raising geniuses. Mine says. Exceptional intellectual or creative power or other natural ability. Exceptional. You exceptional. Exceptional. Intellectual. Intellectual. Or creative power. Or creative power. Or other naturally ability. Or other naturally natural abilities. It's like raising inventors. I just say, will be creating inventions. People with exceptional intellectual abilities. Extraordinarily high intelligence ratings on a psychological test. Person having a high intellectual intelligence rating on a psychological test. Honestly, I became a bit disturbed at the meeting that I, I, many of the pastors, the things they said, I couldn't find them in the Bible clearly. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. So when I put down, I said, Raising missionaries and taking the gospel to the nations. It's like, Charlie, I was in an old school. Old fashioned Christianity. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, Jesus has not changed. The Bible says, and Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. 
Matthew chapter 29 verse 1. Let's check it. Matthew 29 verse 1. And you shall go into all nations and raise intellectual <laughs> geniuses everywhere. Matthew 29 verse 1. Have you found it? Matthew, Matthew 29 verse 1. Matthew Matthew 29 verse 1. Oh, Okay, check verse 2. Pardon? But I saw many of you were telling. You were telling. Now, <laughs> Genius. You people are geniuses. You are. You can find scriptures that don't exist. You can invent scriptures. Wow. Wow. Apostle Paul said we cannot recognize the message and the ministry. Paul said, but look at Jesus. Can I get a keyboardist? I need I need some few strings. Very gentle, brother. Go back to Matthew 9 and Now the Bible says that when he saw the multitudes. Do you, know, do you know one of the problems, one of the challenges with us pastors is what we see. What we see when we see what we see. What we see when we see what we see. I said verse 37. Now, when, go back to 36, when he saw, when he saw, I want you to circle when he saw, if your Bible is circulable. When he saw. When, when Jesus saw what he saw, what did he see? Some of you expected me to say, what did he saw? <laughs> when Jesus saw what he saw, what did he, he saw the multitude. But what did he see in the multitude? What did he see? He saw a harvest. He saw a harvest. But some of us, when we see the multitudes. You see, when a politician sees multitudes, what does he see? He sees votes. 
When a doctor who has established his own private hospital, when he sees a multitude, what does he see? Money. <laughs> he sees many potential patients who can bring money. When a pharmacist who has established his own pharmaceutical shop, when he sees a crowd, what does he see? Money. When a coffin maker, a coffin maker, when he sees a crowd, when he comes to church and he sees many people praising God in the church, what does he see? He sees money. What a shock. What a shock. When a pastor sees a multitude, what does he see? It depends on the heart of the pastor. Some, when they see a multitude, they see 100 Ghana cities times all these people. Hallelujah. Some can see tithe. Some see different things. Some see potential. Prophecies. Hallelujah. But when Jesus saw the multitude, he saw a harvest. A harvest that needed to be reaped. He saw a harvest that needed a lot of laborers, a lot of people to work hard. He saw that great work had been done, yet greater work needed to be done. Am I talking to anybody? Great work has been done, and yet greater works needed to be done. More work needed to be done. So he said, Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he may send more laborers. He may send laborers. So this is a book that every point here. Can change your life and change your ministry. Amen. But in number 63, it says, You must be a soul winner because J.G. Morrison, pleading with the Nazarenes in the 1930s, What's the it? Great Depression. 1930s. He, he said, said when he was trying to raise support for some mission, he said, can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you do just a little bit more? Now, this is a mentality and a mindset that every pastor, every man of God must have. And it must be very deep in your spirit. Because that, that room where you are meeting 
it's going to get full very soon. If it's not already full, it will be full very soon. I prophesy to you, it will be full. Yeah, people will be sitting outside. Now, when that room gets full, I don't know which room it is, whether it's a classroom or a hall or whatever, when it gets full, there is a sense that something that feeds to your mind and says that, yeah, God has moved. When the offering becomes better, and your offering is going to become better than it is. Are there pastors in the house? I said your offerings are going to become better, better, better. Amen. After this conference, God is giving you the wisdom, the grace, and the anointing to multiply things in your life and in your ministry. Amen. 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 When certain things begin to work in a certain way, you can easily feel that talent. This is it. And then something, thank you. Lower than that. Something begins to feed to your mind. You see, now, now the energy you used to work with, the zeal you used to work with, begins to just tone down. The anakazo you used to have, it begins to tone down. Gradually. Because, Charlie, one year, one year, the room will be full. And yeah, yeah, the choristers, they, they will be there. That's right. Gone are the days when you yourself, you were the choir master, and you were the chorister also. You and your wife, you were the two choristers in the church. <laughs> now, there's a choir or choir. So, think, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. So. Things begin to feed to your mind that, you know, it's okay, it's working. Then God is moving. God has moved. But, ladies and gentlemen, at this conference, I want to challenge every one of us here that surely we can do just a little bit more. There is more we can do. Can't you do just a little bit more of praying? Look at what Reverend Alfred said. At his age, I don't know his age. 68. 66. The man said he wakes up at 2 a.m. to pray. You are 28. You wake up at 6.30. And when you wake up, you already type, man, Now, watch. Now, I got to go. I got to go. So now you begin to say that it's time for me to go. Uh-huh. That's right. Wow. Hey. 
Am I preaching to anyone? I know the people who need the word, they didn't come. I know they didn't come, but it's okay. Just receive it. That's right. Just receive it. Can't you do just a little bit more of praying? Can't you do just a little bit more of crusades? Can't you have one more outreach? One more crusade. One more breakfast meeting. One more. Can't we have some more? Can't we plant one more church? Can't we go to one more town? Can't we preach in one more school? Can't we win one more soul? Can't we win one more soul? Can't we have one more outreach? I remember. Okay. I was pastoring one of the countries where I've pastored. And um, it was month of evangelism. So I believe the Lord gave me this idea. Every Tuesday, apart from what we did on Sundays, every Tuesday evening was an anacazo night. Like a TV show, I called it a TV show. Now, I called one pastor. I said, "Look, you are going to be the anchor man for the show." And I said, "You know, we, we did." I called my wife. I said, "Design the stage." She designed, you know, the setup for the stage and everything. And your friend, stage woman, come on. And then, um. I said, I said to the young, the, 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 the pastor, find people in the congregation who are going to testify of how they got saved. Salvation, that's how you got born again. So I said, every show you should get about two or three people. They come on stage, tell them, ask them. They should talk about, ask them. What what was your life like before you got born again? And no, no, three things. Number one, how was your life like before you got born again? Number two, how did you get born again? And number three, how is your life like now? What is the Lord doing with you, in you, through you, by you, for you? That's right. And no more now many are now brat saying. It was powerful. We heard testimonies we never heard about people working in church. How? I didn't know that Satan is very bad. And then when you hear how people got saved, nobody got saved by osmosis. Nobody had salvation through osmosis. He was there and the salvation came to him. Every time salvation happened, somebody had to make an effort. Somebody made an effort. Yes. And then I was amazed at the grace of God that had transformed so many lives. So we had a show, then I will come in and preach short message. Less than 10 minutes. Short message. Altar call. Many people gave their lives to Christ. 
That was the month of July. So at the end of July, the show was catching up so much that they asked me, I wasn't even a bishop then, should we, are we ending it? I said, let's have one more show. Then they asked again, they said, let's have one more. Then I think we had one more. And then I said, this is season one. Season two will come next Amen. year. When season two came, a young man came on this on the on the show and testified. Thank you, brother. But keep keep the yeah. a young man came on the show to testify and hear his testimony. He said last year when the show was being run, the last show. The last day, he said, "I was, I was, I was, a, I was a womanizer. I was a drinker, drink, drunker, drinker, smoker, okay. womanizer. I think, yeah, womanizer. I think. Look, if you smoke and drink and don't add womanization, it's not complete. I don't know why you are smoking and drinking. That's right." <laughs> At least I remember I remember the smoking and the drinking now. I'm, I'm not even sure, but let, let's stay with smoking and drinking. Okay. Then he said the last day he was walking on the street when somebody came and told him that let's enter the church. There's, we are having a program. Let's enter. Then he came in. Sat there, he had never been to our church before, sat there, watched what was going on, and then I came to preach a short message, gave the altar call, and he came forward. I can't remember whether, perhaps he was even the only one or so who came forward and gave his life to Christ that day. Well, after he gave his life to Christ, I spoke to him, come on Sunday. He was in church on a Sunday, joined New Believers School, went through New Believers School, and joined the follow-up, the teachers and follow-up ministry. After finishing New Believers School, went through Holy Ghost Baptism, water baptism, graduation from New Believers School, joined and became a teacher. One year, he he taught and taught and taught and taught and then a year after, he came and testified. And not only that, there had been a sister in the church who had been serving God consistently. We had been praying for her for a beloved. This brother. Wow. Who got born again wow. on the last day. One more show. One more. One more, one more outreach. One more outreach. This brother gives his life to Christ. Gets born again. Goes through new believers school and everything, joins and becomes a teacher, and notices the sister in the church, proposes to her, they become beloved, and he marries her. Hey! 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 Hey!
The last time I checked, they had had three solid children. Ah. This brother, drunkard, whatever. He is now a preacher. He's, he's a pastor in the He's becoming a pastor or rather he's become a pastor. Wow. Wow. And you know what he said? He said that night when he came forward and gave his life to him, he went back to sleep. At midnight, at midnight, he woke up and he had some feelings in his stomach. He woke up and threw up, threw up all kinds of things. The following day, he went back to his drinking spot. As soon as the beer came to his nose, he felt the same feeling of throwing up again. He said, no. Then he tried to take cigarette to smoke. When the thing came, he felt that thing again. He said, no. That was the end of smoking, Amen. drinking. The power of God had delivered him. The power of God had set him free. And it's happened here, okay. If we don't bring human Christ, we see a joke today, no. Of if we no more cross one, you have And the idea is, we see a couple of people coming to be, And standing by the front, not the next cross one, you have to no. Of a joke to see one, no. Not sad, not sad, no. If we open, you have to me a dinner, we need sad, no. Much as I became excited about the testimony, I became scared. We see, we must not judge. Adam said, "No, the Bible says, 'Ostro.' I said, 'Lord.'" So if we had stopped, just the week before, what would have happened to this brother? And what would have happened to this sister? By now, we'll still be praying. Oh God, move. 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 And then she will still be praying at the hell night. I receive my husband. From where are you collecting that husband? Everybody say, from where? From where? <laughs> Our lack of aggressive process and consistency of soul winning accounts largely for the lack of husbands, sufficient husbands wow. for many of our sisters. And Every time I think about it, I get scared. That... So if we are done one more, who else could have been saying? And what are we not doing now that many people who could have been saved are also not being saved? Wow. Wow. That is why there must be regular, consistent effort. Jesus, when he saw, everybody say he saw. He saw. Say he saw. He saw. Say he saw. He saw. Pastors, what are we seeing? Men of God, what are we seeing? Are we seeing the harvest? 
Christians, are we seeing harvest or are we seeing something else? Enti Christo fo aso fo me de be ni ehunu, ye hunu so twabre na adu na se de be na ye hunu. Am I talking? O ka bi bi chere so when it. Akra ye 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 akra. Let me show you another another one. O sa be chere ade foforo bi. Number number 23 of this dear are you here? Are you being blessed? Now, it says, You must be a soul winner because every Christian is basically a witness of what he has experienced with Christ. Okay? Listen to what James S. Stewart said. James S. Stewart. This is what James said. The concern for world evangelism is not something tacked onto a man's personality, personal Christianity, which he may take or leave as he chooses. They James Yes. Well, the concern for wealth evangelism. I'm not talking about just the concern for your neighborhood evangelism. We won't cast a wealth. But your young sister is a world evangelist. The consent for world evangelism. He says it's not tacked onto a man's personal Christianity, which he may take or leave as he chooses. It is rooted in the character of God who became, who has come to us in Christ. It is rooted in the character of God. Who has come to us in Christ Jesus? Thus, thus, it can never be the province of a few enthusiasts. A sideline or a specialty for those who happen to have a bent that way. It is the distinctive mark of being a Christian. The consent for world evangelism is supposed to be the distinctive mark of every Christian. If that becomes the test, the litmus test for Christianity, that the presence of the concern for world evangelism, if we see it in you, then, okay, Christian, stand here. Hey, oh, world evangelism, any They're out. To the left. World evangelism, they will move to the right. To miss you a sheep. No world evangelism, goat. I'm preaching. We are preaching. You are going. Stuart J. Stuart Holding 
another person. He said, he or she, is likely to be he. <laughs> said, go ye, is as much a part of Christ's gospel as come unto me. You are not a Christian until you have honestly faced your responsibility in regard to carrying the carrying of the gospel to the ends of the earth. You are not a Christian until you have faced your responsibility. You are not even a Christian until until your portion of the responsibility. Wow. Wow. How many of us will pass this litmus test? Ask your neighbor, can't you do just a little bit more? Say yes, we can. Say yes, we must. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe we can do some more praying, can't we? Can't we preach? Can't you preach just a little more? Can't you preach another sermon on a Sunday, Mr. Pastor? Mr. Pastor, you preach. One service. One service now, yeah. One service. Young man, young woman, you preach one service. <laughs> and then you, you close your service by 11, 11 a.m. You have finished. You have closed. You have locked all the doors. You are at home, resting, watching. I don't know, what, what are they showing on TV on Sunday? Sunday afternoon, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are eating fufu and a banquet. Hey! With koto and ingwa and bush meat, with and and you are using chapia. To be removing the corners of your teeth. So from there, then, oh, my relax. Pastor, what are you doing? Oh, I'm relaxing. Mijafu, can't you do just a little bit more? My friend, and you want me to be a cry and cut the way you know. Can't you do a little bit more of visitation? Look, the church, it is 50 come, 50 off. 50%. Sometimes 60, 70. But every Sunday, how many were not here last Sunday? Ooh. How many were here last Sunday? The following, how many came? Ooh. How many didn't come? Ooh. About 50, 50. Oh, I'm sorry. I know it doesn't happen here. Okay. Okay. I know it doesn't happen in Tamale. It doesn't happen in Nigeria. It doesn't happen in Asim uh, Fosu. Uh, it doesn't happen there, isn't it? It doesn't happen, sir. Where's your church? 
Kumasi, I know it doesn't happen in Kumasi. Yes. I'm talking about Cape Coast. Yes. It does. Yes. It happens here. Yes. Oh, Kintampo for the woman needs a problem. Chief of Prasso. Oh, one day. Huh? A great Kinsama. We're sure. Sir. Because the Cape Coast is going to go. Obisi Bebia. Everywhere. And you are sitting down relaxing with your leg on your table, removing things from your teeth. When 50% of your members are and you don't know where they are, can't you do just a little bit more. Keep the Lord a shout of praise. Say yes, we can. And say yes, we must. Hallelujah. Amen. This is one of the mindsets, one of the visions that are run through the heart of Bishop Dagwood Mills over the years till tomorrow, till tomorrow. When in Numa Akosuwe Bishop Mu and Namni Musa and Fibi Bremuni and Poko Prim Ochana and that's what That's what has led to branches. And Unamiatiti and Krabata. And that's what is leading to more branches missions. And also the go here go here. Go here. Go here. One day, a young man said to me, he was not a member of our church. He said to me, look, you lighthouse people, what else do you want to gain? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? And even at that time, we had Kolegono. He said, look at your big cathedral. Look at all your branches here, here, here. What else are you people looking for? We are looking for souls. We are looking for souls. We are looking for souls. Reinhard Bonke said, and I love it. Reinhard Bonke, he said, I want heaven full and hell empty. I want to see heaven full and hell empty. He said, I want to see heaven full. Everybody say heaven full. And hell empty. Can God trust you to fill heaven? with just a little bit more of souls. Can God rely on you? Can God depend on you to win a few more souls? You cannot leave this conference without getting this book. You cannot leave this conference without having this book. And I think there's, there's, there's a package for just a few of this. This book, tell them, linking together with many accords. Jesus said, pray 
ye the Lord of the harvest that he may send laborers into the harvest. Oh, how we need laborers. How we need more labor. How we need more workers. How we need many more called people to respond to the call and to respond to the labor of the harvest. Wow. Wow. And another book, Anakazu, these three going together. I think there's a special package for that. Isn't it? Come tell me. How much? Wow. I hear it should be 70, but they are giving it for 30 CDs. I think I was saying 70 CDs, but what is what they did? 30 CDs. A package of these three books. Look, I, I need some five people here who will stand up and say, I want, I want this package now. I want this package now. Yes, please stand up. I want this package now. I want it now. Stand up. Please stand up. Can you? I, I, need, I, need, I need at least five people. Let it be ten people. Ten people, get up. God is touching your life, touching your mind. I need this package now. I need some ten people. Stand up. Stand up. Can we have some? Okay, you have two people. Alright, there are more people standing. Give me some strings on the keyboard, brother. I want to have this. That's, that's a little part. It's a giveaway. Give away. Look, when you buy these books, nobody gets profit to. Bishop Dagi, what Mills has been writing this book, he doesn't end. He has not even end one, not even one person from any book. It's just a ministry. Give away. Giveaway. A lot of it is given free of charge. As a matter of fact, I'm sure you, all of you could have been given free, but you see, many free things are not respected. Many free things are not respected. How many, how many, how many are getting it? How many are getting it? God is changing. Your God, God is placing a new soul winning burden on your heart. I thought I would hear louder, Amen. Amen. I want to show you from the Bible people who did just a little bit more. And what a difference it made. What a difference it made. Are you ready? Take us to Luke 15, verse 1. Luke 15. Now we say then all. Give me, give me. I love King James. Original King James. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Be many publicans and sinners. Drawn near to you, man of God, to hear you. Some of you are not sure whether to say amen or not. Because no, no, no. Don't shout amen now because you are in the next you are in the next verse. You are in the next verse. 
When sinners and publicans were gathering around Jesus, the Bible says, and the Pharisees, the far to cease, and the scribes, the Bible says, Pharisees, they murmured and they complained. What was their complaint? This man receives sinners and he even eats with them. Mercy. What kind of man of God is that? Jack. If your church is a little holy clump of angels, mm, if your church is a club of holy angels, you don't belong here. I think you have finished your job. Perhaps it's time to go. Look. <laughs> If if you went to a hospital and there's no patient there, doctors, nurses, surgeons, doctor, nurse, anesthetists, ophthalmologists, pediatricians, orthopedic surgeons, heart surgeons. And what else is there? All of them have lined up there. There's not even one patient coming to the hospital. Week one, week two, week three, week four, week five. What should be done to such a hospital? It is not needed. It should be closed down. Or perhaps... They, they should move from where they are to a village. Yeah. Mm. So look at this far to cease. They were complaining. You see, a time comes where people become so holy in the church. They become so religious within the church that we begin to block the entry point. Yes. No more are we interested in sinners coming to join us. No more are we interested in reaching out for bad people like how we were. Yeah. We have formed a little bless me club. Bless me, heal me, touch me. Touch me with your hand. Jesus, yes, touch me with your hand. Yes, I don't want to go the same way I came. Touch me with your hand. Oh, Jesus. Today, touch me, oh Lord. Jesus. Yes, well. I don't want to go the same way I came. Touch me with your hand. It is not wrong. But when all your songs is about touch me, move me, heal me, Give me, change me, uplift me, promote me, lift me up. 
Nebo sa unyuntu onyina ne sa da bia pese ne pa ne mra wa brabo mu dia. When your prayers and your songs are never Lord, touch them. Sa unyuntu them. Anko ese wa defa sa ka wo mu jwo mu a. Remember them, O Lord. Lord, as we are going out to reach out to pray for them, to reach out to them, Lord, let somebody be saved. Let somebody be changed. Let somebody. But everything is me, 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 me. Selfishness has entered to the church. And we are blocking out. Now, the main reason why Jesus came. Luke chapter 19 verse 10. Mm. Now, back to, back, back to our scripture. Back to this. Jesus. Through three powerful stories or parables. He answered these Pharisees without answering them. He said, He said, He spoke a parable unto them, saying, Which man of you, having a hundred sheep, when one gets lost, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after the one lost sheep? To seek until he find it. And next verse. When he had found it, he laid him on his shoulders. How precious. How precious to put a smelly, dirty sheep on your shoulders. And then Rejoicing. Rejoicing. You know why some of you don't enjoy church? Church is boring to you, eh? Sorry, Church is not exciting to you, eh? Here's the reason. There's no lordship on your shoulder. There's no lordship you are looking for. No, 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 no. no. Everything is about me, myself, and I. Christianity is boring to you. That is why I'm a Christian. But by the grace of God, Christianity has never been boring to me. It's exciting to me. I said it's exciting to me. It is adventurous to me. I remember one thing our bishop said. He said, if you are not doing anything that is challenging your faith, challenging your um, your resources, challenging you, and you are always feeling comfortable, it means you are not growing. It means you are doing nice and easy. Nice and easy thing. You are not doing hard and difficult things. And it's the hard and difficult thing that will take you forward. Hard and difficult. The first time I ever organized a conference. 
Christ. My Lord and my God. Just the week before, I started asking myself, you cry. Who has sent you? Why are you worrying yourself? Because so many it's like, hey, will people come or will they not come? <laughs> will they come or will they? These pastors, will they come or will they? so free way Hey, hey. It's a, and I've gone to advertise the thing. We have gone on radio. radio so we have gone on TV. No television so I said, Lord, maybe I should cancel it too. I have invited the speakers. It's like it's too late. This thing must work. I was when I check some things, it's like doesn't look like it's going to work. I felt my blood pressure going up. Who said the pressure Mercy. I tell you. Yeah. You see, when it go to sweating, you never know. Sir, you never know. They go to sweat. Sir, my people had a lot of faith in me, but they didn't know that my faith was only in God. And the first day of the conference, I said, oh, but God was gracious. And God has been gracious ever since. If you are not doing anything that is challenging your faith, challenging your whatever, so, look at this man. He did a little bit more. He had 99 sheep left. But he said, no, I'm going to find that one lost one. That one lost one. I must find it. Wherever it is, I will search diligently until I find it. Wow. Wow. And look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Closing soon. Look at it. And when he found it, no, no, next verse. Next verse quickly. Now, when he cometh, he calleth his friends, neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Now, look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. Never miss this one. He said, and I say to you, likewise, likewise, joy shall be in heaven over, 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 over how many? One. Over how many? One. Over how many? One. Say one sinner. One sinner. Say one more soul. One more soul. Wow. Wow. Lift your hand like this. Say one sinner. Say one one more soul. One more soul. One more. Only one one more. more. Joy shall be in heaven. I need Jebebosu. Over one sinner that repented. What did Boeni more than 99 righteous people who need no repentance. Look, what this verse is telling us is that when we come to church on Sunday, and one sinner comes to the church and repents, comes forward and gives his life to Christ, it changes the mood in heaven. We have no idea. 
And what it does to heaven is far more than all of you righteous. Choir has come to sing. Right. Hymns choir has sung beautifully. Choir has sung beautifully. Dance group has danced beautifully. Praise and worship was excellent. All those things. What it did in heaven was like this. Merci. Everybody do this. Say, but when one sinner repents, what it does to heaven is like from here to there. In comparison, come on, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Yes. This is what our bishop calls mood changing, changing the mood in heaven. When when you become a soul winner, you become beautiful. You become nice. You become exciting. You become a mood changer in heaven. You are on earth, but you are changing the mood in heaven. By doing what? By doing what? Say one soul. Say one sinner. Say one more soul. Ask your neighbor, can't you do just a little bit? But then Jesus didn't end. He told them yet another parable. Can't you tell one more parable? <laughs> can't you do just a little bit more of parables? He didn't end there. He went there now. He said, what, what, or what woman? Which woman? If you have ten coins, was your baby and you lose one, praise the do now you back one. Will not light a candle and sweep everywhere until she finds that one lost coin. And when she has found it, she gathered all her neighbors. Rejoice with me, for I found my coin. Jesus said likewise. Everybody say likewise. likewise. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner. One sinner. Look, look, church of God, we need, we need to begin to believe the Bible more than we believe our minds. Because in my religious Logical genius hey, that word mind. Hmm. If I have 99 righteous people in church, it's far more wonderful than when one dirty, smelly, stinking sinner eh, in with a handkerchief as a skirt. Mercy. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. I, I get you. You don't I understand you. what I mean by I a handkerchief you. as a skirt. I get you, Bishop. She, 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 she thinks she's wearing a skirt, but it's yeah, actually a handkerchief. It's a handkerchief. Yes. Yeah. With all kinds of things hanging hey. all over the places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming to church to give her poor life to Christ. And was in a dream, so I was sorry, Nippa, you could come here for now. Or crab up, a baba will be a dear bonus, not being so has scattered here. Next, we'll keep you no dear bonus, so what in the crab about ready. Not dream, no, the end is on for my own. A dirty, smelly, appetite drinker who has come to church and blowing fuse all over the place. Coincending, no, sir, or Cassana, a board them one more than the crab about ready. 
and as the service is going on, he's just disturbing all over. The ashes are trying to usher him out. In my mind, in my natural mind, 99 righteous. Everybody say righteous. Tight payers. Offering givers. God worshippers. When they are worshipping God, they cry. Tears come. They lie prostrate, prostrate before the Lord. Worshipping. To me, it's far more beautiful than that dirty, Rastafarian, stinking, appetitious, smelling, fuse blowing, Dirty stinking sinner who is disturbing the service. But God says there is more joy in heaven over that one soul. Far more than this 99, 999, 999 righteous tight payers, worship criers, eh? Describe yourself to me, then I'll preach it for you. That's right. Eh? Worshippers, man can Tight payers, man can Seed sowers. Seed sowers. Communion takers and drinkers. <laughs> Oil carriers. That's right. Seed sowers. Sow seed. Seed sowers. That's right. What? Prostate lying worshippers. That's right. When they are deaf from small radi. Say, believe the scriptures. So let's believe the scriptures. How many would like to create mood changing effects in heaven? Wow. Wow. And Jesus gave one more story. I, 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 I keep wondering, why did he give three? That's one complaint too. He gave three powerful stories. Then he gave the parable of the lost son. A certain man, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said, eh, give unto me the, the portion that pertains to me. I've been waiting. You are not dying. Last year, you, you tried to die. You didn't die. Five years ago, you admitted ICU. You came out. Uh, three years ago, you had an accident. You came out. The car, the car got destroyed. Before you realized, you, you came out. The way it is, no. I don't know when you will die. So, give thing my portion. Ejapadiano. Mejapadiano. Meje. Familia, mami. That's right. Give me the portion. I can't wait till you die. You are not yet going. And he also walked a suffer of Papa and Bohuman, you know, Bakosi. I fed the orchard last year when you are cast then. Minimus, where we were, none were future Musa, just a woman we, and the Padina Bemidian chair, the family, mommy. The father divided as soon as this young man got his thing. The Bible says, not many days from there, he departed, traveled to a far country, and there he wasted his substance with riotous living. But things went 
bad for him. And they didn't only go bad, they went worse. Until he found himself feeding with pigs and competing with pigs for their food. And the Bible says, but when he came to himself, he said, I will arise, I will arise, I'll go back to my father, and I'll beg him, Father, I've sinned against heaven, and I've sinned against you. Please, I'm not worthy to be made one of your sons anymore. Just make me one of your hired servants. I would like to live at the, at the servants' quarters. I just want to be back home. Servants' quarters, give me servants' food. Just give me, because I know you have bread enough and to spare. The servants in my father's house. And he arose. Many people come to the point of decision, but they never arise. May you arise. Amen. After, as you have come to this conference and you have made, you have heard many things. Some of you have taken decisions in your mind. May you implement the decision. The Bible says, and he arose and went to his father. Put your hands together for this young man. And when he was coming and the father saw him, the guy was thinking like pigs. Looking like a pig. Close, torn, dirty like a pig. Here he was coming. Piggishly. Coming piggishly. And when the father saw him, he was able to recognize. He was able to recognize. This is my lost son. This is my lost son. This is my lost son. Suddenly his mood changed. Suddenly the father began to run in the house. He ran from inside the house all the way outside to meet his son, to kiss him, to fall on his neck. And suddenly, the the small, the young man was busy begging him, Father, forgive me. He didn't mind him. He was not concerned about apologies. He was busy commanding the servant. Hey, put on music. Hey, kill the fatted cow. Hey, bring a ring. Bring a shoe. Bring a new dress. Come on. Tell the kebab man. More kebab. Tell the kid dress. Bring sobolo. Bring Coca-Cola. Organize. It is party time. Hallelujah. Party time in the house. Party time. May we cause parties in heaven. Through winning one more soul. One more soul. One more church planting. One more crusade. One more soul winning is effort. One more. Can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you give just a little bit more money to help <laughs> to help healing Jesus Crusade? 
as evangelists that you are moving from country to country, winning souls. Can't you give just a little bit, just a little bit more, just a little, not everything, but just a little bit more? And Bishop Namu can't you give just a little bit more at this conference to help? Can't you buy one more book and read? Can't you read one more chapter? I'm tired. I, 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 I need to sleep. But that's what that's what Reverend Ransford was saying. When you are reading Lotto newspaper, something as complex as Lotto, you're able to work. And get two numbers out of these plenty numbers. Too sure. Too sure. And they drop. Circle things. book, book, Now when I give you this small book, why you won't What I went to a conference somewhere. One of the the organizing pastors, he was leading prayer. I said, "Chair conference, a team DDA." Wow. Was it that the wording for a body by calling the okay and conference a team DDA? Say it in English. It is the, 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 one of the leading pastors who was praying said, "Conference is an insult." He said, "Senior, waswa uho abetnasi yenibi watemu." So you have carried yourself here to be insulted. So that you will change and become a better minister. It means you are conf- you are blessed already. Tell your neighbor, meaning a conference that you attended. Conference is an insult. No, not not that it's an insult, but it's like you will be insulted. You will be insulted. You will feel insulted. Uh, Reverend Yamiche. Yeah. Conference. In the conference, you'll be insulted. So, if you have brought yourself to be insulted and not to be angry, but you go home with a smiling face, change and transform. That's right. Uh, wow. You are going to cause the mood of heaven to change. Wow. Give the Lord a shout of praise. And you are saying that you are going to be able to do a little bit more. We can do a little bit more. I want you to pray. Tonight, as you go home, spend time to pray. Lord, what more would you have me to do? What more? What extra? Can I do? Should I do? In a few minutes, just stand up, everybody stand up to your feet. Pray, ask the Lord, Lord, anoint me to do a little bit more. Anoint me to win one more soul. Lord, one more crusade. Lord, to plant one more church. To plant one more branch. Lift your voices and pray. Pray, pray, pray. pray.
pray. You are receiving anointing for one more thing. You are receiving anointing for a little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. Just a little bit more. Oh Jesus, transform our ministries, transform our, our, our ministries, our churches, transform us, Give us the bread and the bread and the bread and the bread and the bread of winning one more soul, one more soul, one more soul, one more soul, Lord. One more church planting. Going to one more town. One more city. One more village. One more effort to save somebody. One more breakfast meeting. Oh God. One more song. One more ministration, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh God. To do a little bit more of giving. A little bit more of praying. A little bit more. A little bit more. Holy Spirit. May we not be tired. May we not be tired. May we not give up. May we not be tired. May we not give up. In the name of Jesus. May
give us the consent for the evangelism of the world. Place it upon our hearts. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Holy Spirit, Maspili Kota, Makayandi, Rabakandi Losa, Mikatosa, Mikandi Mosa, Mikandobo Sandani Makayamana, Mikatosa Prekayamama, Mishandolo, Misapani, Dimanto, Rakita Yamando, Masandia, Mayendemo Sakayamande, Mikondobo Sandana Mamanda Bala, Mashika Yamando Santa Mama, Mikandobo Sandia Mama, Parikama. Oh, lift your hands. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Oh, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Sing it again, Spirit of the living God. Father, we pray that Lord, may we be like clay in your hands. Break the hardened portions of our lives. Amen. Melt us, O oh God. Remold us, O oh Lord, into the vessel that you have ordained for us to be. Now, Lord, fill us with your spirit and use us like never before. Use us, Lord, in this end time harvest of souls. Enlist us, Lord, to become this part of this end time salvation army. The army of salvation preachers and salvation seekers. Oh God, I pray. Holy Spirit, change your church. May your churches become soul winning churches. May we become soul winning churches. May we become churches that see the harvest and churches that rise up to do our portion of the harvest. Lord, do it that glory and honor will come to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty and precious name we have prayed. 
Then everybody shouted, Amen. 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 With every head bowed, with every head bowed, every eye closed. Listen, listen. Maybe, maybe somebody invited you to this conference. But maybe deep in your heart, you still don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. If you are here like that, lift your right hand. Lift it up. You are not sure whether you are saved. Whether you are born again. Lift your hand. Is there any hand? Lord, I pray that you plant the visions of the harvest deep in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen.